0: You are listening to current and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. We're going to do an Aston Villa fan Q and A, um, so we've got a couple of talking points we want to go over. But you know, you set the agenda here. If you want to ask us a question, I'll put it to Ash and Pat. So, first of all, gents, how are we? Ash, you okay?
1: Yeah, fine, mate. All good. Yeah, I'm over the Newcastle defeat now, so looking forward to tomorrow and the reaction. Yeah, uh, Chambers and Gerard have both promised quick start, so. So I've
0: gone then, lads, shows. <laughs> Pat, are you over Newcastle? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I've erased it from my memory, as uh, <laughs> thrilling as it was. Yeah, I'm ready for the uh, next game now. Bounce back time, innit?
0: Yeah, I was definitely over it, but now you've mentioned it, it's making me annoyed <laughs> again just thinking about it. So we'll swiftly move on from Newcastle. Um, Ash, you've obviously had um, Gerald's presser this afternoon, you know, one o'clock ish, I think it was a couple of hours ago now. Just Again, I ask you this pretty much every time we do one of these, just assess the general mood, how he was feeling, you know, what kind of co- questions you asked him and and the mood from the Villa camp.
1: Yes, man uh, management has been there for all to see this week. He's held several uh, one-to-one meetings with players, such as Watkins, McGinn um, and Torey Mings and people like that. So, yeah, he's, he's pulled rank this week. He's He's gone down. He's collectively spoken to them and said they're way below the levels that they need to be at. Um just The simple stuff that they lacked last week determination, desire, grit, and, and really getting stuck in it's far too passive against Newcastle midfield non existent. And I think Gerard admitted to himself, um, the lead game 10 days ago took too much out of them on that Wednesday night. Mm. Gerard went with the same 10 again, near enough, and according to him, he backfired. The, the, the way they're way off it, as we all know. So, some home truths have been spoken about this week. Gerard himself is. He batted away claims, asked him about Watkins' form and his social media and stuff like that. And, and the backlash he's, he's got off, off some, some section of the supporters. So, he's, he's trying to fo- uh, refocus on Watkins. He said he'll be back in the goal sooner rather than later. And, yeah, gen- our general mood today was, one, get, getting back to winning ways tomorrow. That's the sole focus. Um, and, yeah, he, he, he told me there will be changes tomorrow. Not major changes, but one or two positions that will change, the personnel that'll change. So, yeah, like I said, I'm not, not, not expecting wholesale changes, but two or three, one or two of the side and a chance for those to keep their shirts. And like you say, look at Gerard reign so far. He was all hunky-dory. Not mm. too long ago, he won four out of six. He won one out of seven now and now it's time to really show what he's got and can he turn this little little dip around. So, big chance to get back to winning ways tomorrow. And should they do that, I think you
0: know, the field good factor will return over to the again. I mean, enough about Venaf, to be honest. Is that you always get distracted by comments, Ash. And there's one that's gone through from Ben Walden. Is that a friend of yours?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He said he says Ash Priest, man of the match, ten out of ten on goals, Perry Barr, pitch two Thursday night. Tell us about this, Ash. What's what's been going on there? Ash nice. did Decanio, he says.
1: <laughs> I did a Decanio volley with top corner. I swear <laughs> to God, I was on fire last night. Yeah, yeah, Perry Bar goals. I think I'm a... Uh, on in a few DVDs later, um, performance. <laughs> the, bibs, the bibs won as well, 5-5 so five, five, the diff it was. So yeah, very good and and the classic. But um, yeah, I was on fire last night. So if Gerard's listening, I'm ready for the call, <laughs> mate.
0: <laughs> Back to Villa. Um, Pat, I said earlier we were going to be doing one of these and I thought it might just be you two. So I said, you know, mm-hmm. here's a couple of suggestions for talking points for you. But I'll ask you the question seeing as I'm here. How do we beat Watford? What do we do?
2: To be honest, it doesn't seem very hard for anyone to score against them. I think they've kept one clean sheet the whole season. So, in terms of a game that you want to get your confidence back in, it's probably the one you want. To be honest, but it's a, it's either that or it's a big banana skin again. You know, Roy Hodgson. I think they, the first clean sheet was the game against Burnley. I think he's taken like to charge of three games now: two losses and a draw, I think, or the other way around. So he hasn't even scored a goal yet, so they're looking for their first goal. And as you said earlier when we were talking about it, would be very Villa, wouldn't it? It'd be peak Villa to give <laughs> Rohan Hodgkin his first goal, first win, whatever. But yeah, in terms of it, we should have quality that overwhelms them. But as they showed us on the first game of the season, they've got Pace and Attack that can hit us on the counter. Ismailia Sarr, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, probably butchered that though That was decent, I think, it. yeah. There we go. But um, yeah, he hurt us. He ripped target bit to bits that first game, didn't he? I think Target got hooked at half-time. And I think the main pe- issue people see with Villa is the gaps between the centre-half and the full-back, isn't it? Can't get the ball out to them. The midfield aren't brave enough to come and get the ball off them. So there's a lot of space for the likes of Sarr and Dennis to operate within there. So it could be uh, a bit of a banana skin there to fall on. But yeah, I would like to see us dominate this game, see a Gerrard-style play, to be honest. But whether that happens after the Newcastle defeat, it remains to be seen, do not it?
0: there's a comment here from Indy he says I need the crowd to get behind the players too if Watford take the lead I fear the fans will make Villa Park toxic how important it's a classic cliche question isn't it Ash how important can the, the home crowd be it's a big game isn't it
1: it's a huge game yeah like you say, the Villa Park crowd turning toxic What, what 15 games the, G- the Gerard era just <laughs> mentions I think about it but he can I guess if Watford go two up early doors you're thinking hang got a minute but uh, yeah the Villa, the, the Villa crowd have got a big part to play like they did against Leeds, rampaging through to 3 1 up. Villa riding on a crest of a way that, that Wednesday night. And they got pegged back from some silly defensive issues there. So they need a more, more rounded performance on Saturday. Uh, Watford, although the form, I think that they are dangerous. They got, I'm, I'm going to have a go at it now, Pat. Ismail Assar is Sar, he's back <laughs> um, he's looking like he's going to start for the first time since December. So big threat on the break. Dennis is a goal scorer, as we know. So he not no gimme at all. and if they play a like lot they did against Newcastle they get beat simple as that so we need to see something drastic in terms of the first 20 minutes on the front foot and, and just boxing clever at the back as well defensively Villa have been shaky of late as we know uh, inviting mm. far too much pressure at times um, on Sunday it's Newcastle kept coming back I mean fair play to Mings and Chambers they the, the, the tried but the, the, the balls kept coming back Watkins wasn't holding it up so we see a, a much better performance um, tomorrow and um you say, I think
0: the changes will help that. There's a comment here from Craig, he says, We don't need a rounded performance store, we just need to win. I, I kind of agree to a certain extent, it leads into my next uh, question quite nicely. I said before the Newcastle game on social media, uh, Is this a must win? I kind of felt a little bit silly to say because I've said before, and I, I, I fully believe we're not going to enter, enter Europe, and I don't think we'll be relegated this season. I think it would take drastic um you know things to go right or wrong either way for those things to happen i think we'll finish somewhere between 14th and 8th depending on what what happens for the rest of the season 8th is definitely pushing it out let me tell you 14th to 12th is probably more probably more likely so in terms of must win in terms of league position sounds silly because what you know what we're playing for it's not a must win three points because we're fighting to stay up or fighting to get into sixth but just for the atmosphere it's been yeah. a tough week, isn't it, after Villa have lost? It, 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 you know, it always is. And you were saying there, Ash, almost joking about uh, Indy there, saying about making Villa Park toxic. And I know this is a different different kind of scenario, but after the Newcastle game on YouTube and social media, it was kind of losing faith in Gerrard. Is he the right yeah. man? What is his style of play? Are we any better than, than under Dean Smith? So those questions are starting to be raised. And then, you know, um, Craig there says, we don't need a round performance, we just need to win. And, and like I said, I kind of agree, a win will do. But if we win and play well and we start to see what you know what, what Gerard style is, mm-hmm. we all come away Saturday tea time going, Okay, let's not panic just yet. So that's why I think I'd class it as a must win. Yeah. It's nothing to do with league position, it's just atmosphere and getting yeah. getting the tone right.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. <coughs> the, man, the manner of the Newcastle it was alarming for everyone. I was there, what those watching it on the box at home. It's just what was not what we've been, what not what we've been used to of late. Um just days before, we, we lured in the logs of Ramsey, Coutinho for their displays. And then a few days later, it's like, I'm giving them four out of 10s. It's like, don't, don't start me on player ratings as well, Dan. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, chalk and cheese of late. So consistency, Villa are looking for it. They haven't found it yet. Um, results have been up and down, as we know. And there's a good chance now to, I mean, we've got Nick next, Brighton, the week after. Good side, Brighton. So they need to pick up some results against sides of, in and around them. When um, I brought Brighton well ahead of Villa at the moment, but those are the clubs Villa are looking to overtake, and to do that they need to beat them. So I need to find that winning formula again, and. I mean, I'll throw this to you, Matt, who comes out the
0: team. Well, we're going to go come on to team news in a second. So, actually I'm going to interrupt your question there and we'll come back to it in a second. I just want your yep. thoughts, Pat. A couple of comments since we last we were last talking there. I'll be darted with a grim 1-0 win. It's a stop the rock game. Don't care how it's won. Yep. And Phil Weeks says, no chance of my losing faith in Gerard. That's ridiculous. and I, I agree with that. But I'm just yeah, putting yeah, that so. side across. That was some of the things we were seeing after Newcastle. Uh, Pat, would you take a 1-0 mm-hmm. off Ollie Watkins' backside or do you want to see a good performance as well?
2: No, I'd take a 1 0 no, Ollie Watkins backside every day of the week, to be honest. I think the first yeah. few games of the Gerald era, we just looked really t- like the characteristics were tough to beat, weren't we? We were like grinding out results. Second half performance, defensive performances, I started like shutting up shop. But then it seems to me like, lately it's just like the goals are leaking in out there and it's sloppy. Yeah. Chris Patton's in there. And then like, the first few things we saw in the, like the Brighton game were the, the little triangles between like Ramsey and Watkins and Danny Ings and whatnot. And we lost that as well. So I feel like people just want a 90-minute performance, to be honest. People just want an impressive game that isn't like, oh, we had that 25 minutes where we were quite impressive and the game slipped away from us. I just want a 90-minute performance. That's all I want. A clean sheet. And like I said, like Tony said there, I'd take a 1-0 all day long, yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to be coming out of that game and doing the podcast afterwards going, oh, last 30 minutes was lovely. Like, we, run, knew, yeah. we, were, we were new, we were two or three up and we absolutely come up to what I want to see. I just feel they in control for a change. Yeah. Um, back to your question, Nash, Team News, you said you wanted to put to us what kind of side we'd go with. Now in the week, mm. there was kind of rumours about when deer potentially still being out with a, was it a hip injury? It's like a, a whack to the yeah, hip. Like or yeah, dead leg, something yeah. like that. Um, Buendia is fit and available. And you did like a predicted team 11 of, of having Ashley Young in there ahead of Wendy And people are going, oh, Buendia, dropping one of our best players. What are you talking about? And that was kind of preempting. Yeah. He might be injured. Wendy yeah. is fit and available. So I assume Ashley Young doesn't play particularly in a forward role. Whether he comes in at, at right back is a, another debate. Um, mm-hmm. So I haven't really thought of a team yet because I've been rushed into this podcast. So I'll come to you first, Pat. What kind of 11 would you go with if you were in charge this weekend?
2: The Buendia one's interesting. Isn't it? I saw a few people talking about on Twitter that since Coutinho's come in, obviously before that, Buendia was playing on the left, wasn't he? And that's where he was probably a few games, you're like, oh, that's his best game in a Villa shirt. You know, he's operating that space, turning it into uh, Ings at uh, Brentford. But he's swapped over to the right now, as not he, with Coutinho on the left. And we haven't really seen as much of him or as much of anyone, to be honest. I think the big change, the, the main issue for me against Newcastle was we couldn't get the ball out of defence because it just seemed like it was a lot of Chambers or Mings, and the only time we got forwards is if they went on a run. It's like, you don't really want that, do you? And then we got better when the midfielders were a bit braver. And if I'm, if I'm thinking of who's on the bench that could be brave on the ball, drag us forward type thing, I'm thinking Morgan Sampson, like Champions League experience. He's doing it all, hasn't he? So I'd probably bring him for the side, but then you're, you're saying where are you going to play him? And it's I'm probably, you're probably going to have to leave the defensive midfielder role and just play a flat three in my opinion so just go yeah. Samson, Ramsey and McGinn yeah. so that's probably my, the one change I'd make I don't think I'd drop Cash to be honest I don't, I don't think that's an improvement or would make us any better I really didn't think he was that bad I thought it was just a, I feel like the concentration was focused on him because we didn't create a lot and when we did it was Cash that found himself in space on the right wing and obviously it's the same as when we played wing backs it's like when you leave a defender to do the main attacking responsibility he's never going to be as yeah. good as it, is he so I wouldn't be making that. Maybe just Sanson for Louise is the one change I'd make, and maybe Watkins for Rings just because of the form.
0: Yeah, there's something about Cash that is a little bit frustrating, but again, I don't think it's drop it's drop worthy just yet for me. Anyway, I've written down a team while you were talking there: Martinez, Cash, concert Chambers, Dean, Sanson Begin Ramsey as has a flat three. Wendea
2: suspended is still, isn't he?
0: Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, Chambers yeah, Mings. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> Um, I've written it down wrong, but I knew what I was supposed <laughs> to put. Um, Sanson, again Ramsey, Wendea, Coutinho is the tens, and I've got Ings up front. Yeah, I've got I would Ings. be dropping Watkins. I think it's time for Ings to get a bit of a run out. Just like yeah, someone's gonna work. They need to get. you are
2: you hanging yeah. out to try a bit, aren't you?
0: I've seen a lot of kind of podcasts in recent weeks talking about like how football's adapted and changed. And it's not like dropping players and stuff, it's it's rotation, isn't it? It's having yeah. a squad for the sake I, I wouldn't have the, you wouldn't write this headline, Watkins dropped, it's Ings Ings it, isn't it? Ings is the talking point, yeah. not Watkins being dropped. Um so that's how I would go. Ash, you're the expert here. What would you pick?
1: Yeah, I think I'd take Watkins out the firing line. I think you could do with a little break. Uh, I'd give Ings a shot. I really would. I think Watkins was poor last week. You're allowed to be critical. That's what I thought to be his body language wasn't there. He's had a confidence hit. That happens with strikers. Um, so I'd I'd, I think Ings is deserving of a chance to have a crack at, to leave the line on his own without Watkins there. And Watkins perhaps come on half an hour left and get a goal for his confidence. So i will take Watkins at the team. I'd start Ings tomorrow. And uh, i to Morgan stands on him for Douglas Louise as per Pats
0: 11. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, just going quickly back to... Um... Newcastle defeat. Matt Target's quotes after the game. And this is only because I've been doing a lot of social media stuff in the last couple of weeks and I did like a quote graphic yeah. of what he said to talk sport. And there's two bits between one where he kind of said, you know, I was first choice last year. Last year, I was quite surprised they signed somebody like Luca Dina, or someone of that calibre and you kind of think, well, if we're a club that's improving, you've either got to be yeah. good enough to play in it or expect to be replaced. So, not, don't quite agree with that. And then there was one that I think was a throwaway line that's probably been taken out of context, saying about like how Eddie Howe spoke to him and he kind of said, oh, the tactical mastermind behind beating Villa kind of thing. It's like, oh. Matt Target is now speaking like a man who knows he won't be at Aston Villa next yeah. season, I would suspect. People saying, oh, he's got to come back in the summer. Like, that's going to be <laughs> awkward. But I think it's probably a bit of a, an interview that's been taken out of context to an extent or he knows he won't be there. I just quickly wanted to get your thoughts on Target's future, I guess, more so than anything.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think uh, we've got what well, we've got. Dean on a four-year deal, is it? I don't think Target's got much hope of coming back. And I think Ash has mentioned before about Villa potentially making a move for Aaron Hickey. So I think if those would probably be the two that we go forward with in the next few years. Targets quotes, yeah, they were a bit baffling, weren't they? Just, but it was honest. I thought fair enough. Like he said, Dean's a world world-class player. He's probably not going to get game time. He's twenty-six. There's a World Cup approach. Obviously, he's quite far down the pecking order for left-back, but if he wants a chance of getting in at any point, and if there's an injury or something, he might get a rotation role. But yeah, I thought it was honest. I didn't really have a problem with it, but then his comments, I think they were just like taken out of context, the ones about, oh, I'm the mastermind behind Villa winning. He didn't give too much away, but he did speak to him about them. But yeah, it's never going to be taken lightly on uh, Villa Twitter, is it? And it's probably yeah. have been burnt now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm particularly not, not bothered about it either. Like you, Pat, he can kind of say what he wants. Yeah. He's he's with Newcastle at the moment. I assume he's not going to be here next season. But the flip side of that is people saying, oh, Target's got no fight, he's got no bottle. You know, he, he doesn't want to fight for don't We don't want those characters in the side. And I suppose you yeah. kind of fall on either side of the fence there. You either care and think, yeah, what the hell is that all about? Or you just think, yeah, go and do what you want. Yeah. What side do you fall on, Ash? Do you think he's got no bottle or do you just think he's an honest player? He's gone out to get some game time and, and that's that.
1: A bit of both, really, to be honest. I think a bit of both. I think um, he's a professional footballer. and He's seen an opportunity to go and play first team football at Newcastle and he's taken it at the first time of asking. Um, he admitted he was shocked to see Luca Dean signed in the first place. So perhaps Target was a bit comfortable within himself mm-hmm. that he was the number one left back here. He um, got a be comfortable. He's player's player last season. I think he thought he was a bit untouchable, to be honest. But Jerry, so i come in and made that. That, that that opportunity transfer transfer to get Dean in and targeting like it and as soon as the chance come available to move on he, he took it, didn't he? So yeah, I'm gonna pull us with him. It's up to him at the end of the day. Um I think he's done it for the betterment of his career. He do not doesn't want to sit on the bench and they're to him I'm like, okay, we, we move on and we move on without him. So no yeah, no qualms with me.
0: The one thing that's slightly irked me, it's a little bit like when Steve Bruce was manager and he kinda of said, you know, who's gonna do a better job? It's almost like it sounded like Matt Target was going like can't believe it'll replace me. Because like, if they don't yeah, manage no. to attract someone like yeah. Luca Dino, who do they think they are? Dropping me. That's kind of what hurt me a little bit. And I don't know whether that's me reading too much into it, but I shocked that we can attract someone of that caliber. or like, do me a favour, Matt Target. We can do better than you, clearly. We've <laughs> <of> the left back <laughs> sorted. Off you go, son. That hurt me a little bit, but I'm yeah. <laughs> not really that bothered. Um back to um uh, Ings and Watkins. Again, a couple of comments here saying about, you know, drop Ollie to to an extent, but you you know, he can't play himself into form from the bench. But when you've got somebody like Danny Ings, who is a natural goal scorer, or previously has been a natural goal scorer, but not necessarily at Villa, you've got to change it up at some point, haven't you, surely?
2: I think I have read some quotes recently that he's still not 100% either, Danny Ings. I think I read that article. But So, give Danny Ings what 70 minutes, did, what game was it? I can't remember. Was it the United game? Give him 70 yeah. odd minutes. Yeah, I think so change it up. And then Watkins looks bright when he comes on with fresh legs. And he? He, he was doing it when he came back from injury. I think the Brentford 1-1 draw, he looked really bright. Games like that. So just see what happens. If he can grab a goal, get his confidence back. I think the fans are going to get on his back a bit as well. Probably it's just time to just rotate it a bit, freshen things up. He's got to make some changes and the goals are automatically where you look, aren't they? So I'll be the one from there. Do
0: you think do you think there's an extent yeah. of it where Gerald's come out a couple of times after Newcastle and then against Day saying, you know, there's going to be changes that almost like not changes for changes' sake, but he's got to put his stamp on it and go, yeah. I'm going to be ruthless. Here, you weren't good enough. Here's three or four changes. Not for the like I said, not for the sake of it, but to say, Yeah, I'm in charge here. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think he said today the easiest decision the easiest decision you need, make would tra- make loads of changes and change the whole eleven if he could. But um, not for the sake of making changes, now. I think Danny Ings, £30 million acquisition in the summer. not going to keep him on the bench, right? I think he's deserving of a start now to come and come into the side and prove his worth. We know his finishing ability. We haven't seen him link up with Philippe Martino and Buendir properly yet together. So I'm looking forward to see the, to the trio work together tomorrow should he start. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an exciting prospect. And it's these options we'll have on the bench now. Leon Bailey's back, second week of full training for him. Gerrard spoke yeah, really glowingly of him about um, today. He's, he's waiting to, to burst back onto the scene again. So um, we could see Bailey tomorrow. We'll see. But yeah, £30 million players we're talking about here. And um, they're struggling to get a game at the minute. So yeah, I think I think, I think Ings comes in tomorrow and I think Bailey will, will play some part at least.
0: In your uh, team, Ash, I don't know whether you actually read it out, would you have Sanson as well?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he's deserving of a start as well. For similar reasons why Pat's mentioned. I think Sanson, i think getting him, get him involved now. I think Douglas Suiz is did deep below the standards of late. His performances haven't been nowhere near good enough. I think he's he's been one that's been coasting. Um, I've been on this podcast before, a big Douglas Suiz fan. I like, I like what he brings, but of late, he hasn't been doing it for me. So I think Morgan Sanson. he's only had five starts in 13 months in the Premier League it's just not happening for him at the moment so hopefully now mm. he can force his issue and, and take that starting shirt and, and, and raise the bar again and um, keep keep it he, he hasn't managed to do that yet and he's had rotten up with injuries and stuff but I think a big chance for him tomorrow to come into the side and, and show what he's about a player with real pedigree Champions League playing for a big couple of Marseille as well so he'll be, he'll be desperate to, to stake his claim tomorrow I think He's one of one what at least one of the changes that
0: that'll come in. It is interesting to kind of see how people react to players being dropped or, or rotated, or whatever you want to call it, that kind of depending on who they like. So people will like Ollie Watkins and go, oh, let him play himself into form and then dislike Douglas Wee and say, I'll oh, just drop him. Really? Douglas Wee isn't allowed to play himself back into form. Um, what do you do Pat, yeah. with Douglas Luiz specifically? He's, he has been struggling for a while and everyone says the same thing that DM is not his position. We all know that. And I agree. But my problem is when he does get a bit further forward, and I do, I think I do like him. I was just about to say I do rate him, but I'm not even necessarily sure whether but but I'd say I rate him, but I like yeah. him and I want to like him. My problem is that when he does get a little bit further forward, it's not like you suddenly go, oh, yeah, he is more like a number eight or he is more yeah. like a number 10. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's not a number six for sure. But it's not like he's this brilliant number eight that we're yeah. holding back either. Like he I don't know, I just don't really know what he is at the moment. And that's probably quite that's a the bit. the issue probably. though,
2: isn't it? Like no one you don't get to see him in that role. And when you have, he's looked really bright. Like I keep saying, it, I've said it a few times, a few podcasts in a row now. The Everton game when uh Nakama got subbed on for McGinn after that head injury, the Man City game, those games where he was playing number eight and they're his best games this season. I thought so it's just annoying that whenever we th- we're we like starting to see him play that number eight position, I think he got an injury as well. That kept him out for a bit. He's been travelling. Uh, he had that long uh, summer, did at the Olympics? So yeah. once you get him fully fit, someone gets injured and he has to drop into number six. And then again, you don't see him in his best position. And then now his contract's dwindling down. No one knows if he's going to sign a new one. And the thing that always goes in my mind is you're going to see him go to a team like Newcastle or something, go play alongside his... Uh, I don't know how to say that. The other Brazilian guy's name. Bruno. Yeah, Bruno. Him won, <laughs> that one. But um, you'll see him play next to him like I did at the Olympics. And he'll probably thrive or in another team where he plays as a number eight. And you'll see Oh, you'll be kicking yourself as to why we, what we uh, sold him or didn't sign to a new contract. But yeah, it is... I don't rate him as a number six. I used to, but then I thought he could play the position. But then obviously in recent weeks, we've seen how susceptible and the like, uh, lack of like, defensive security we have while he's on the pitch, to be honest. I think it's time to change it. I don't know if Sanson can even play the position, to be honest, just the hold, but I think yeah. in terms of games for us to do it, Watford, one of the worst teams defensively, probably not going to pose that much of a threat. It's probably one of the games to trial it, to be honest. Yeah, well, you could make the
0: argument of saying Douglas Wise could play in a flat three then, and just have him as yeah. number eight tomorrow rather than than as a number That's six. Right. Um, there's a comment here from Phil Weeks says that the subtitles on this podcast just called him Morgan Sandstone. I, I wonder whether making him out of sandstone will be more durable than what he's actually made out of getting injured every five minutes. Um, Ash, your internet's struggling a little bit, so I'm going to wrap up with predictions for tomorrow. Again, pointless feature. I don't know why we even do this. I said at one point we keep track of our predictions see who does better than everyone else, but I haven't. Um, I imagine we're all going for a Villa win here, but, come to you first, Ash, before your internet you know, drops out from this storm taking down your house. Uh, what do you reckon?
1: 3-0. What's all the panic about? Uh, yeah, <laughs> really? I think that'll be tomorrow. And then we're back bouncing to bounce into a new week and whack Brighton for four or something, yeah.
0: Bloody hell. Pat, you're normally the... You're quite optimistic as well, actually. I was going to say oh, you're on, a but on, on that's optimistic. Kendrick. No, you're
2: optimistic. No, I reckon you're going to go 3-4 or four here as well. No, I'm going 2. Slightly more realistic. It's 2-0. Quality of Croutinho is going to overwhelm them
0: just to even it out I'm going to go we'll go with the win but I'm going to say 2-1 just because Watford are bound to score aren't they that that start I don't know what it was about that they've not scored in how many games or uh, you know Hodgson hasn't won yet or whatever something will change that Watford will score 100% something will happen 2-1 2-1 for me, Ash 3-0, 2-0 uh, for Pat, comments coming through, 1-0 Villa, 1-0 Villa, so not as optimistic as us. And um, We will call it a day there for this podcast, thanks to you both for your time as always, I'm just going to uh, dive straight out because the internet is definitely playing up. So thanks all for your time and we'll see you again tomorrow night for the post-match show. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know, we love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa.